What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another Park Hopper episode, and we are going back to something that, again, I got a, a, some ish for on the <laughs> on the old Instagram and internet machine because yeah, you better watch it. Will. I and I will. Well, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it again <laughs> uh, because people did not uh, love that. I did not absolutely love Brink. Uh, so I got to go back and watch. But it's because you're wrong. That's also that is absolutely it's possible. Because you're wrong. I am wrong more often than I'm right. Just ask everyone in my life. Oh. Um, but no, one of the people we got to talk to though, which was so much fun, was Christina Vidal. Oh, and such a fun interview. This couldn't have been nicer. She's running around with her family in the car at the time, yes. which is like the coolest thing in the world. Yes. But there's one person that we got asked over and over and over again to get. And so while we normally wouldn't do a, a second Park Hopper episode on on one movie, right. we had to because we have the opportunity today to talk to him. Uh, he he played Val. Yes. Or the bad guy. The bad guy, the villain of the, the villain movie. of Brink with the great with arguably some of the greatest hair 
certainly some of the greatest skating, which we want to get into. Yes. But we are very lucky today on our Park Hopper episode to be joined by the one and only Sam Horgan. There I am. Hey, how are you? Hi. What's up, you guys? Welcome. Wow. How's it going? Well, you have certainly one of the coolest Zoom areas we've seen of anybody. I know. <laughs> Look at that background. That's amazing. Well, I put a lot of effort into it. Things yes. were moved around just for you guys. That's I how important it. this is for me. It looks so good. <laughs> well, welcome. We're so glad you could be here. Hey, my pleasure. We got asked over and over and over again to bring you on as a guest. Everyone needed to get an interview. <laughs> Everyone, the nostalgia with Brink is just epic. People were instantly, you got to do yeah. Brink, you got to do Brink. So we did. And then it's, you got to get Sam. <laughs> get... We need to talk to Val. <laughs> the fans have spoken. They did. Do you Now, there's been, with what Sabrina is saying, there's been this enormous resurgence of Brink in the last few years. Have you felt this? Yeah. Uh, I get messages at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes I'll play it late night and people will be reaching out to me like, oh, we just got back from the bar and we're all watching Brink. (laughs) And then people have actually, who used to skate when the movie came out, they stopped, they became parents and then now they're back skating again. Yes. That's like, there is a crazy resurgence of just skating in general. Of rollerblading? Is there really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I would go as far as saying Usher must have been a rollerblader back in his day because he brought it to the Super Bowl. I'm going to take a little bit of credit for the Super Bowl (laughs) halftime show because I feel like I might have been a little bit of inspiration, me and the rest of the co-stars. Usher had to have been a Brink fan. Had to have. There's just no way around it. If we do a Brink 2, we'll have, maybe it'll be a musical. Yeah, right? Probably would be for Disney, I can tell you that for sure. (laughs) So, do you remember, we'd love to kind of start with, do you remember the first time you heard about Brink? Did you, what was the audition process like? Were you offered the role? What happened? Okay, so, the audition came through like any other audition. But the second I saw it, I just had to have it. So... When I started acting was when I was about 10. And when I was 10, at about the exact same time, I started rollerblading too. Wow. And when I wasn't acting, I was rollerblading. Okay. To the point where when I did Grace Under Fire, I was not contractually supposed to rollerblade at all. And I ended up breaking my rib cage. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Yeah. I had to play it off like I was fine. We got Uh, through the week, but it was a rough one. Oh, Oh, my. So were you like in full, like, bandaged, ribcage pulled together? There's nothing you can really do for your ribs. No, but... You just have to take short breaths because, like, I had splintered bone that my lungs were expanding against. Oh, Oh my gosh. That was probably 13 and a half, maybe. A couple years before break. (laughs) Awful. All right. Well, wait, if we're talking a couple years before Brink, so you did Boy Meets World before oh, yeah. you did Brink, right? 
Boy Meets World was my first like real acting job. Was it really? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. You guys sent me off. You guys gave me the the wind in my sails that I needed to continue forward. (laughs) Do you know you were also in arguably the most famous, most popular, most important episode of Boy Meets World ever? That's true. Because that's the first the Topanga episode. Topanga. Yeah, yeah. That's the first ever Topanga yep. episode is is you being, again, kind of, you seem to be cast, especially when you're younger, as kind of the bully jerk guy. Why? Where did that always, come from? Always. Yeah. Was that kind of a thing as you were always cast as the, the bad kid? You were good at it, I guess. I love it. Yeah. Because I feel, so I feel like the bad guys have all these different, like, dimensions to them. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to play the bad guy. Yeah. When it comes to Val, I think that's the reason why people take to him so much is because he just loved being bad. Yeah. <laughs> he just took so much delight in driving them crazy. Oh. He was fearless. And you were so confident. You were yeah. so confident. I think that part of your character was really appealing is because we we talked about between you and Eric, it was kind of this, you know, you were either a, a Val or a Brink, like mm-hmm. girl, like as the girl fans, yeah. right? I think most people were Brink. They were either like, they love the bad guy <laughs> or they liked the like squeaky clean Brink. You had to kind of choose, right? Could like both of us. True. <laughs> Maybe they loved to hate me. Sure. Later in life, yes, I think there's some fans that now are like more on the side of X-Blades, but <laughs> I kind of was. Rick was definitely the winner when it came to the uh, like Bot Magazine fan base. Yeah, that sure. makes sense. I mean, in all honesty, your character did almost try to kill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> almost. Almost tried the yeah, tried to kill a girl on the Disney Channel with no remorse whatsoever <laughs> at the end of the movie. Even after it got like blown up, you were like, Yeah, I did it. Yeah. So, whatever. Just rides off to come back again unexpectedly at any given time. Oh, Hasn't sure. learned anything from the entire experience. <laughs> That's so great. Okay, I so wait, it. so the audition comes through like any other. We yep. talked to Christina, who said that she had to rollerblade for the audition. Did you have to rollerblade for the audition as well? So the first audition, so there were multiple auditions. Obviously, they paired us up. They tried to figure out if it would work. But the first audition, just going in, was was no skating required. Okay. But I came in with my skating duffel bag. So I had my skates that were obviously used. They were all like busted up rollerblades that I would skate and have to like, I'd break off the wheels or the bearings would break and I'd have to like engineer them back together. So I showed him, I was like, I can do, I'm a real skater. Yeah. I can, I can do the acting and I can skate too. Like you guys have got to hire me for this. (laughs) You got to give me this. You got to give me this part. There's no one else but me. But still, I wasn't really sure what what was going to happen. Right. And so when it came to matching up, I walk in and Eric Von Detten's in there. (laughs) And I had already done a movie opposite Eric, Escape to Witch Mountain. Yeah. Right. And so I knew that we played well as me, the bad guy, and him as the heartthrob. And so when I saw him, I was like, God. 
Let's do this, baby. This is going to work. This is going to work. Yep. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. oh, man. So, okay. So did they pair you up the first day you were there or was it just single stuff the first day? No. Uh, first day, it was just straight normal read with the casting director. And then I think this, I think it was the second audition was the one where they they brought in Eric. And, um, and then we did a table read after. It's amazing. I mean... It, the, the fan base in the movie, I don't think there's enough credit that goes to how well it was cast yeah. and how amazing the crew was and how awesome the locations were. It was beautiful. I mean, it's like Miami Vice. Yeah, it was <laughs> the beautiful. Locations. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was great. Even the the graffiti and everything that just how bright the skate parks were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the ocean behind it, just everything yeah. pops on screen. Was that at now? Christina said she never got a chance to shoot in Washington. Did you go to Washington? Mm-mm. No? Who went to Washington? Apparently some of it says some of it. If you look on the Internet machine, it says what? some of it was shot in Washington, Washington State. That's hmm. wild. I wonder what that was. Yeah, I wonder I if it was any. It was maybe B-roll we or something. We were straight like. along the shore. Every beach you can think of. And most of those skate parks were built from scratch. For the movie? Yes. Oh, really? wow. Yeah. So, like, the pit. Remember in the opening, yeah. like, scene where, where like, X-Blades comes in? Yeah. Um, there was a real, there was the real Venice Beach pit from yeah. the movie, um, what was it? Uh, oh, it's with Brolin. Um, Thrashin'. It oh, is. Man. If you haven't seen it, it is. It is such a good movie too. Oh, if you like Brave People, you love it. Yes, Thrashing's like Air was even before Airborne, wasn't it? Yes. 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 Okay. Same okay. genre type of film. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so there's. They had the real pit, which is like a spot where everybody could graffiti. Mm-hmm. But ours, they actually built from scratch. Oh wow! And graffitied it and just made it amazing. Yeah. Did you guys get a lot of time to just kind of play around in there during filming? Like, are you, are you able to? Absolutely not. No? They were they terrified you... You were that get hurt. somebody, one of the actors, would get injured. Right. And oh. so um, they would tell us, like, you need to wear all of your pads. You need to wear yeah. helmet, elbow pads, wrist guards, all that stuff. And don't skate unless you have to. Okay. And so we would get a little bit in like here and there. And then because I could skate, they would allow me to like if I had a trick that I thought that I could, you know, pull off, they would allow me to do it and they'd shoot that. And then they would go to the stunt double and they would say, "Okay, now you do that. And he'd be like, I don't do that trick. That's not the way that it works. Like everybody skates differently. Yeah. So one of the things we loved about the movie was the fact that you couldn't, they shot it in such a way where there's a lot of times you could not tell the difference between the stunt double and the people that were the actors. It was unreal. It looked like you guys, I mean, well, I know that you did quite a bit of it because you were at a professional skater level at what, 15 is when you kind of, when you were you a pro skater or close to it? I, I technically I was pro I guess because of the movie, like that's okay. where the ti- the pro title kind of came from. Okay. Yeah. And you were doing a lot of your own skating. Yeah, I do most of the stuff. Right. Yeah. Did you yeah, really? There was, I did a lot of, like my thing was street skating. Okay. And so the street skate, like the, the downhill, that's me. <gasps> <gasps> You're doing the downhill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam. 
Yeah. Man. You're kidding me. You are going down that downhill. It's you. It was crazy. So at, uh, <laughs> the first time that we go to the actual downhill area is the scene where we're up by the, the Victory Bell. Yeah. Okay. And, um, or Korean Bell. I can't remember the exact name, but that amazing um, yeah. uh, area. And so I go to Brink, right? And I tell him, there's a turn just before Kettner. Stay on the outside. And then I skate off kind of backwards, just kind of like giving this like evil look, right? Uh-huh. And then I make this cut, this like abrupt cut. And then and then the, the camera, you know, changes to a close-up of, of probably Gabriella. So that cut that I made was because I had not gone down that hill yet. And it was terrifying. Yes. <laughs> it just drops off. It's crazy. It definitely looks that way. But after that, I did. Jake Elliott, one of the stunt doubles, was like, let's do this. <gasps> and so I went down with him. And then after that, I I, I did all the other takes. And it was wow. invigorating. Oh, that is awesome. Did you know a lot of the the stunt guys from just your regular skating life? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was um, like geeking out on the <laughs> pros that we had on there because these were the guys that I idolized as as a skater, and um, and so I had grown up with all of them. Uh, and so when Airborne came out, that was when I started skating. Great movie. Like that is that was the start of <laughs> all yeah. of us, like me and my group skating. Yeah. And then Brink was like the the oh. second movie that, that I got to be a part of, which was yes. Nuts. It was so cool. I had so much fun. And I actually got so much better as a skater shooting the movie and spending the time with the pros. Okay. Oh, I guess that makes sense because they're showing you, I mean, it's like you're trying to, you're doing their tricks. They're doing your tricks, all that kind of stuff. Right. You see what's possible. Yeah. Once you see somebody else do the trick that you thought was impossible, all of a sudden you realize that maybe it's possible for you too. Yeah. And then that's why like backflip and motocross, yeah. Impossible. Nobody can do it. One person does it. And then like by the next year, there's like 50 people that can do the trick already. Yeah. So you talk about fracturing your ribs while you were doing Grace Under Fire. Is that what it was? Uh-huh. Yeah. So Christina told us that she actually got hurt while filming. She slammed her tailbone down when she was dropping gotcha. in, when she was doing a drop in. Okay. That could definitely happen. Yes. Did you get hurt at all while, while filming the movie? I. So the pink ramp. In the in the semifinal, yeah, okay, where Brink comes in with his shades on, yeah, when you didn't recognize him because he had glasses. He had the well, shades. that look better come with some skating attached. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that pink ramp, it was metal, and I was not used to skating on metal ramp. And then the fact that it was painted, it like the wheels stuck to it. Oh, so oh. when I first the the day before I came to just kind of test out the ramp. And I couldn't do huge tricks on on half pipes. We had a half pipe that was in like the closest big city that I would get to like here and there. So I could I could drop in. I could do some jumps. I could do a little bit of grinding, but I wasn't the guy doing all the flips in the movie. Um, And so I went to see how much air I could get. And as I went to jump up, I actually jumped out. <gasps> oh, my and went gosh. Straight down. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, whoa. but luckily, I mean, if you skate, 
you it's like if you were a WWE wrestler, like you you have to know how to fall you because you're right. going right. Yeah. right, right. So luckily no breaks or anything like that. I did sunburn my eyes because I was like Casper the Friendly Ghost in the movie. And we <laughs> shot outside in the sun every day. <laughs> did so you really? Was, I guess the biggest injury I had. You sunburned your eyes? Yes. Yeah. Oh they were God. putting like like eye drops in them all the time. They were like super, you know, oh bloodshot. I've never heard of that. That's yeah. I've uh, never uh, heard of that. What's amazing is the fact that we shot the entire movie outside and I never got any color whatsoever. <laughs> Just your eyes. And then Eric's just got this like eyes. phenomenal tan. And everything. Don't you love people like that? They're just like, how are you constantly tan? Um, one of the questions we get asked a lot is the worm sandwich. Okay, I was just going to. Oh, yes. I almost puked. I literally almost puked watching that again. I don't remember it being so realistic and disgusting. What was that like? Well, I think I'd so, puke if I had to act that out. As a as a fifteen year old kid shooting a movie and seeing that in the script, I will honestly tell you I was a little concerned with whether or not I was actually going to be eating real worms. Yeah, of course. You, know, you never know. Like, how big is the budget on this film? <laughs> Just give him worms, he'll be fine. So we used, uh, they were like fishing worms. So they were like these giant rubbery yep. kind of like um, rubber band type of things. Okay. And, but that shot in the film is one continuous shot. It's incredible. Where there's real worms on the sandwich, Gabrielle picks it up, walks around, and all of a sudden, it's it swapped out with the other one. Oh. Same continuous shot. So cool. Oh, wow. That is cool. Thank, oh, my well, gosh. Thank God that they swapped it out in time because you could that could have been yes. a really bad day. Oh, I would have right. puked. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. would have been an entirely different film. Yeah. How would you not? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible... Uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The other thing we get asked about quite a bit, that's something we have to address because I had this in the 90s as well. Phenomenal hair in this movie. Just the hair. Top notch. Yes. What was your hair care routine to keep the middle part bad guy haircut alive? (laughs) So my hair was much longer when I got the job. 
Oh. And they actually cut it shorter. Huh. Wow. For the movie. I was like a skater rocker kid. I mean, yeah, they were trying to like cast me for like rock star movies and okay. stuff like that okay. at that time. So, wow. so it was like really it was long. Just, it was my hair. It was just, I didn't do anything to it at all. Just put, oh. I always wore a backwards hat. That's just, that was my look. <sighs> yes. Oh, I love that so much. One thing I that I too. would, and I bring this up because this is a claim to fame of my life that took place in the movie that is probably completely unnoticeable to anyone <laughs> else but me. <laughs> These are the best. So after Brink organizes me and the rest of my team getting beaten up by the adults. Yeah. Weird. weird. Yeah. And then the first day of school. I come back and I take Gabriella's shoes and hook them over the and thing. I lob those shoes up and get them on the wire. I actually threw those on that wire. Did you did really? You? Yes. Yeah. Oh, How many takes did that take? So this is the thing. They like before we showed up on set. The crew was there with the director and everybody. They were trying to get an actual shot of the shoes flying from ground level up there. And they just weren't going to show the actual person who threw them. And they kept trying and they kept trying. And everybody was, all the grips were coming up and being like, I can do it. You know, <laughs> I can do that. I can do Nobody that. Nobody could get it. So what they do is they put a crew member up on a crane and he had a pair of shoes and they had the camera shot going down. And so... They come up to me and they're like, listen, it's impossible. Like nobody, nobody can get that up there. Just throw it up as high as you can. And then he's going to drop the shoes into the shot on the wire. Okay. Uh, and so I just take the shoes and I lob it up there and it hits and it took everything in me not to just scream and celebrate like it was a winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. oh I love that that's real. That's, now I got to go back and watch that scene again. Yes. I love hearing those things. And it's like, now I got to go back and now I just have to watch your face to see like the, yeah, to see hey, if you really I broke character. I did it. Oh, I think that's so funny. When is the, uh, when's the last time you watched the movie? Oh, man. Probably say last year I watched it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It brings back so many good memories. I mean, yeah. I had it was it was crazy. Like I am so thankful to be a part of this movie. If I was not an actor in it, I would be just as much of a huge fan of it. And I do feel like the characters were so awesome. The storyline was so awesome. The directing and the locations were so cool that if they would have put another actor playing Val, it would have been awesome. The fact that I got the opportunity to be Val yeah. is just, the, it's so cool. Oh, oh man. I, I have to go back and watch again. I know. People got mad at me because I'd never seen it before. Wait, what? I had not. I was a little because I was a little older. So I like, you know, by the time Brink came out, I was like 20. So gotcha, I wasn't there. watching DCOMs. Sure, sure. And so I watched it. I watched it twice and I came in and I was like, here are my criticisms. And people went nuts. They're like, don't criticize Brink. I dare you. They did not like it. I'm like, I'll watch again. <laughs> I'll watch again. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, man, you've got some loyal fans out there. They also really loved you in talking about Little Giants. 
Most people do not put two and two together. Really? That Val is also Spike. How? Do they not really? They don't. Like people's mind get blown when they figure out that that I'm I'm one and the same (laughs) actor. (laughs) Now what's wild is Joey Simran, who is worm. According to Gabriella on uh-huh. X Blades, is also on the Cowboys and Little Giants. Oh, he's also my like second man, like hype How man. Fun! Oh, yep. it's such a synergy. I love yeah. that. Which film did you have more fun doing? I know it's tough, but I mean you're rollerblading, so I figure because you're that's trying your to get passion. me in trouble here now. <laughs> um, I would say. That I because of the overlap with the skating brink. Yeah, yeah. Two of your loves combining. Every acting job I've ever done was a dream come true. Boy meets world, dream come true. But brink has this like special yeah place in my heart. Yeah, I can yeah. see and that. Val yeah. is still in my being. Yes, <laughs> I did a a cameo <laughs> last week. And they asked me to just like kind of pull upon Val because <laughs> this was a cameo someone was purchasing for a friend who purchased them a cameo from Brink. Era. Okay. And so I came in like with full roast <laughs> level 100. Oh. Very offended by the fact that Brink <laughs> was called upon for the first cameo. So I made my presence known as Val. Oh, that's Awesome. Wow. All right, so all of the kind of jerk characters you've played, mm. where does Val rank top five? <laughs> Val? Mm. <laughs> I mean, so I've, I've played a guy that um, in One Tree Hill, we kidnapped the two main characters. Whoa. We were from a rival school, and they beat oh, us. Geez. So we kidnapped them, stripped them down to their boxers, and then left them in the middle of nowhere. Oh, man. So that was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spike definitely had serious, serious, like, power. Yeah. He, he could be very bad. He would probably be ranked up there with, like, a, a, a young Mike Tyson, maybe. Oh. Okay. You know? Wow. And, uh, but Val would be the topper. Yes. He almost killed a girl on the Disney Channel with no remorse whatsoever. No. (laughs) Now, in his defense, in in Val's defense. We could try this. I would say (laughs) that Brink was really instigating a lot of that. (laughs) So you're saying if you watch Karate Kid again, it's actually Daniel's fault. I keep thinking the same thing. I keep thinking about because it was the same. That kid had no remorse either. I will cut his leg off and not care. I mean, he he called upon a bunch of adults to beat us up because we took over the skating area. He did. I mentioned that. he fed me a bunch of worms that obviously could have killed me. That could have been fatal. Nobody yeah. knows, you know. In all fairness, when you wa- when you first rolled into the skate park, the first thing you did was knock him down. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, I distracted him a little. 
in a fun loving way you in know a fun it was sort of like a comedic like uh, hey. nobody messing with your friends hey. you know so uh, glad you're here here's the page. i thought we were friends but apparently we weren't uh, now could you ever see because because at the end of the day you got the same passions could you see a world where val and gabriella end up together <laughs> There's no chance. Well, <laughs> why not? I mean, Val yes. is very charming. So, <laughs> yeah, but it, that would re- that would result in a really, really bad reality. Yeah, yeah that'd be a very weird storyline. <laughs> would it? Or, or would Gabriella eventually say, "Hey, Brink, you're a nice guy. Soul skating is making you no money." Whereas Val is now the captain of X-Blades and making several thousand dollars a year doing what I love. It's really nice to see you, Bronk. It's Brink. Whatever. Um, do you, I mean, I see a possibility of that happening. Come on. I always like uh, to think about like where everybody would be now. I was just going to ask you that. If they stayed upon the same course in life. And yeah. I don't know where the soul skaters would be. I, I would worry <laughs> about them. <laughs> They would be struggling. Where's Val? Val probably would have avenged himself against Jimmy. Yeah. He probably would have found a way to to take over Team Mm X-Blades or to create another company that would destroy Team X-Blades. And then I think that he would probably make sure that he got the final word and the last laugh with the soul skaters. <laughs> wow. I think so too. So sinister. Dun dun dun. <sighs> all right, what was uh, because I know we uh, we've got we could talk Brink all day because I want to talk about Brink all day, but <laughs> you got to work with some pretty incredible people throughout your career. And there's one specifically who is just a legend that I want to talk a little bit about. What was it like working with Rick Moranis? Mm. Awesome. I, I, I that was another one where totally starstruck uh, honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. I mean, like, Jeez. like Blockbuster, one yeah. of the coolest movies ever, you know? Right. Um, working with him was phenomenal. I didn't have a whole lot of scenes directly with him. We were in the scene together. Right. But when the time that I did spend, he was obviously like a guy who wore his heart on his sleeve. Awesome. He was going through so much while we were shooting that movie, which none of us knew. Right. And the fact that he could even continue through and finish the movie was amazing. And the way that he stepped out of Hollywood to step up as the father of of his house after everything that happened is extremely commendable. And hopefully, I would love to see him back. I'd be the best. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, did you did he ever feel like he was a coach? Like you, you kind of looked up to him, or? Well, I mean, no, because I was on the Cowboys, right? So uh, I know. I was just wondering if he's still just because he's there, you know. Ed O'Neill was my coach. I know. <laughs> Ed O'Neill would always feel like a coach, wouldn't I he? Never. It never felt right when I was on the Little Giants. <laughs> <laughs> what what did he what was Ed O'Neill like? Because Ed O'Neill was is a classically trained yes. stage actor. 
who then has oh. people are like, oh, no, he started on Married with Children. Like, no, he's I remember oh, yeah. seeing he was at the Hartford stage. Watch him on Miami Vice. Oh, really? Have you ever seen? No. What? The Miami Vice episode. No. You will have a, a newfound higher respect for him as an actor. He is incredible wow. in that. He ends up getting killed in it. It's oh. crazy. He's oh. like an undercover agent that gets caught up in it all and lost in it. And then oh, have to I come can't and wait try to, to see pull this. him back out. And then he ends up dying at the end. Wow. It's it's amazing. He's one of those actors where people, he was like a Leslie Nielsen, where people know him as being funny. And then you go back and go like, no, this was a classically trained actor. Yes. I yeah. mean, these are stage yeah. actors that. He could have gone any which way. That's what made them so good. And he was, he would have been successful whichever direction they went. Absolutely. Wow. And he was, he was great. I mean, again, not a whole lot. I mean, we did our scenes together, which was phenomenal. Awesome. Um, but then there were times where we actually got to kind of like chit chat and and that was the best. Wow. Oh, that's so fun. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You mentioned Brink 2. <laughs> so you get the script for Brink 2 tomorrow. What is the ideal script for you? What is Brink 2? Pitch us Brink 2. Brink 2. Yes. I would imagine that obviously now everybody's older. There's probably a resurgence in skating. Mm -hmm. And that's where their paths cross once again. Oh, do you think it'd be their kids going at it? Or would they, and they're like the head of the team? Can you still rollerblade? Do you still rollerblade? I can. Do you? I don't fall like I used to. <laughs> yeah, none of us do. So I, um, this middle finger, left hand. Yeah. The last time I was skating, well, like aggressive skating, was about two years ago. And I was at a skate park. And I was just kind of like getting back into it and getting my like, you know, sea legs. Getting your sea legs back. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a, a ledge that I was going to grind and it was a curved one, which is, you know, we didn't have a lot of those back in the day. <laughs> and so 
I was going at it a little bit and then finally I was like, okay, I'm going to like hit it one more time, go for this completely commit 100%. And I'm like, I'm probably going to get hurt, but (laughs) that's not a big deal. Like you have to accept that before you start skating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I, I gauged it a little wrong instantly knew that I broke the finger. Oh, both no. Joints, oh no. Which was fine. But me and my overconfident old school skating self, I just put a splint on it and didn't even go to the doctor oh, and no. it used the joint together. Oh, oh. So I needed to get a surgery oh, so that I could move goodness. it again. Oh yeah. no. So that's probably my worst injury. Which was like oh, man. from Years doing the, the simplest thing ever. Yeah, that's always the way it works. Yeah. yeah. I never felt more like a soul skater. <laughs> you hurt yourself for free, like the soul skaters did. And now I know how Gabrielle Matt, felt. And the rivalry yeah. continues. <laughs> how do you yeah, exactly? You're you're reaping what you sow for somebody going in like, I'll take them out and just putting something on the on the grinding thing. Is it a rail? Is that somebody what could have. Maybe it was Brink. I didn't even think about that. Maybe that see? was it. Maybe it's you didn't see him. Eric Von Detten out of nowhere. Gabriella's hiding behind a tree, throw some rocks out there. Just take and me out. Got you wow. back. Speaking of which, do you talk to anybody from the film anymore? Um, periodically I'll, I'll talk to, so, um, man, it was, I was such a bummer because Eric invited me to his 40th birthday party Oh man! and I was so excited to go. And, but then I got a, uh, East coast event that, uh, mm. that conflicted. And so yeah, I missed work. it. Work always uh, does that. Uh, and then we did, we did like a kind of like a reunion type of thing just through like a video call. But that's oh. that's it so far. Oh my! Everything is is coming back. And Brink is one of those things. I don't know if you're aware of this, but they did a. We talked about this in the in the pod when we were um, rewatching it for the first time. They did a list of where people rank these movies. Yeah, and Brink was number one. This this was not that long ago. That's awesome. This was not a small publication. It was like they ranked all of the DCOMs of all time. Yeah. And Brink was number one. That's wild. Yeah. It's definitely, it's it's got a cult following. And it's one of those movies that... If if you don't know, like, like, it always feels good to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like, like those... So my... My, like, number one all-time favorite movie, Back to the Future. First one. Great movie. Perfect movie. Any day I can put that on, I'm going to love it. I'm going to enjoy it. I know all the lines. I know exactly what's going to happen when it happens. And and every time it's phenomenal. And Brink is is similar to that. It it reminds us of this, like, this time in, in film. Like yeah. the '90s classic film, and just the the style of it, and the characters, yeah. and the good guys are super good, and the bad guys are super bad, and and you know somehow, <laughs> somehow the the good guy's gonna win, somehow the uh, bad guy's gonna he's gonna learn a lesson. Well, yeah. not, not with Val, but no, no, Val didn't learn anything. <laughs> not Val, but the skating is so good too, you know, yeah. and and I think for the young generation of that time, it's awesome to look back and go, man, I just remember thinking, you know, Val was so 
cool. He was so good. And same with Brink. Like just you got again, the way they were able to edit to where it literally looks like the entire cast that's rollerblading is doing it the whole time. It does not look obvious. We've watched other movies where it is obvious. There was no CGI back then. No, no. No. We we didn't have any of that. Uh Uh-uh. And it makes a difference. And the movie is, it's wholesome. It's got such a great, you know, a great message. And, you know, beyond that, it's like, it's got great hair. And that's what the girls want. A lot of hair. They wanted a lot of hair. And a hair with it. A lot of hair and a lot of cute boys. That's what they got. (laughs) That could be the plot line, too. You know, but we have competing (laughs) hair salons. (laughs) Right. They've done that, I think. (laughs) What are you doing now and where can people find you? Me? Well, I do a lot of charity type of work. I work with with a church and um, teach kindergartners Sunday school. Wow. Got the Pokemon pictures and stuff. I'm sorry. Val. From Brink is a Sunday school teacher. Right? That might be the best thing I I've ever heard. I love that. Every single person's redeemable, apparently. <laughs> that would have to be in the second Brink movie. <laughs> that would have to be part Val of it. Val from Brink is a Sunday school teacher. How do we not leave it there? Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, hopefully you'll be back for Brink 2. This time it's personal. It's <laughs> happening. I love that. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. I love meeting people that are, we, we, we talk about this on Pod Meets World because we all had so much fun doing the show. Um, I love meeting people that did something that mattered to other people, but it so mattered to them too. Yes. And they were having so much fun doing it and they love talking about it and being involved in it. And so when you see his face light up when he's talking about Brink, yes. uh, that was really cool. And to know, I mean, again, it meant so much to him because I, I remember that with the Cheetah Girls and things that you get to collaborate multiple loves, like his love for rollerblading and the sport. And then he gets to do that in a role acting. Like, you know, he went to that audition. I mean, he brought his whole duffel bag. He was like, no, you can hire somebody who can't skate, but you could hire me and I can like tear it up out there. I I am like the legit real thing. Like I, I, there's no one better for this job than me. And I love that. And kid actors are so fearless like that. You know, child actors, you go in, you don't, you don't worry about boasting or, you know, you, you want to convince them why you are the best for the job. Yeah. You just throw down. Love that. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for joining us. If you want to follow us, of course, you can follow us at Magical Rewind Pod on the Instagram machine. And that is where you'll find out whatever we're watching next. So you can go and watch it with us uh, and make sure that you're caught up because these movies are pretty great. Anyway, join us next time. Thank you, everybody. And thanks to Sam for stopping by because that was really, really cool. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 